Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I am Rachel. And I'm Neely. And guys. Guys. <laughs> Get excited. Okay, this is a weird episode because we, this is, as you can see on the title of this episode, this is an interview um, with Christina Lauren. It's actually just an interview with Christina, of Christina Lauren, um, because last minute Lauren wasn't able to make it. That's okay. We were flexible. We made it work. And so we got to interview Christina of Christina Lauren, which was so much fun. Um but we had to kind of like patch it together. So we've got this first part of the episode. It's going to be all of our normal things. We're going to go through our one stars, five stars, recent reads, all of that. And then uh, you'll hear, we'll cut into an episode with our uh, interview with Christina um, and come back and talk a little bit about it after. So Neely, tell us your ones and five stars. Okay, my one star is that I'm just fucking tired. Um, so yeah, we are recording that. this on, I'm like, what even is today? We are recording this on Sunday, January 28th. And um, it was just a busy weekend and I'm tired. Uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. It's just been a busy time um, and I'm tired. And that's my one star. And my five star was just getting the opportunity to chat with Christina. And um, it's just like a really, you know, Rachel and I have talked about how we had this like, manifestation list of authors that like dream authors we wanted to come on and that was one of them and so it was just kind of like a pinch me moment that like oh my god like we were joking beforehand that we've like never been that nervous and Rachel was like I don't feel qualified to do this and I was like same (laughs) I was like I don't know why they're letting us do this I don't know why (laughs) it reminds me of when I got to take Liam home from the hospital and I was like yeah I don't feel like you should let me like (laughs) I'm not allowed letting me leave with this baby I am um, a, I am a wee baby. I am I am but a, I am but a child myself. Yes. Um I mean but truly like and I feel like every parent feels like that when you leave the hospital with your first baby. Yeah. Like, are you sure? And then we yeah. left the hospital with Charlotte and I was like bye. Bye. See ya. And that is how we fe- felt interviewing Christina today. <laughs> um and it's funny because so when we started this podcast like the second time we ever recorded together we interviewed Becca Mack. And actually, I think that's when I was the most nervous because we had quite literally never, we'd never interviewed anybody. No. We were still, we were still looking or trying to figure out how to podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think we were doing it on Zoom at the time. We were on Zoom. And I think it like, we took so many breaks (laughs) because Becca had like just had a baby and like was a saint for even coming on the podcast. So anyway craziness that we're here and amazing too okay so my five star and one stars um okay my five star is that uh we saw mean girls on friday have you seen that uh no i'm okay no and this is why one i love the original two i saw the musical in i saw the broadway musical which this is based on that right yes Uh, yeah i saw it the day it opened on broadway okay um not on purpose. Andrew and I were there. On, I mean, yes, on purpose, but like, on I didn't, pur- yeah, like it wasn't like, a, 
So fun fact, if you're just buying one musical ticket on Broadway, you can get tickets to like almost any musical that like in like a day's notice because it's yeah. just very easy to buy one. Like a single Andrew seat. And, yeah. Andrew and Liam and I were in New York. I was there for work. Liam was 14 months. Obviously, like Andrew won somebody had to stay with Liam to have yeah. less than zero desire to see the Mean yeah, Girls musical. To go and I was see like, Mean Girls. I was like, I think I'm, I was like, oh, Mean Girls is here. Had no idea it was actually like the day it opened. Yeah. Not a clue. <laughs> um, and, saw it, and I was wasted. I had yeah, gotten drinks with hilarious. people before and I was so drunk. But anyways, no, I have no desire to see it. Sorry. That's <laughs> my long-winded version That's of saying like- that. Well, Brian went and saw Hamilton when it was still in previews, and it's, like, same thing, where it was, like, I don't think he meant to. He just kind of did, and we still talk about that. Anyway, um, I saw Mean Girls. I actually – I have not seen the musical, and I had not heard any – I had not listened to any of the music, Um, and I actually really liked it. Um, I know people, like, had a lot of feelings about it, and I thought they did a great job of kind of, like, making it – new and relevant in 2024 but then also just great nods to the original um, I, do th- I think eventually i will yeah i think eventually i will see it i just i see very few movies in the theater so well, i have to like really really want to see and it. do you know that janice is um moana what listen you know how moana always gets brought up <laughs> So the girl who plays Janice in uh-huh. the new movie. Is she the voice of Moana? She's the voice of Moana. At first, I was like, what are you trying to tell me? I was like, I've literally never been more confused by rock. something right Yes. Every time. Why is it every time we mention Moana, somebody is confused? Somebody's confused. Why? Somebody's confused. <gasps> We went, um, it's my uh, best friend Lindsay's birthday this week. So we went for her birthday. And then we also had um, people over yesterday night um, to do a little like very casual. We were like all in our pajamas, but birthday celebration because that's what you do in your 30s. So yeah, it was super fun. That was my five star. Well, I mean, that's a great five star. I love Lindsay and I'm excited for her birthday. Yeah, I know. Uh, my one star is that I'm just feeling like super overwhelmed. I know you feel this too. Um, with balancing everything right now. Um, <laughs> the story of like, my life for a year. Like, oh my I, gosh. I literally don't feel like I have been, I've not felt caught up in no. a year. Like I no. haven't felt, I, oh, like, okay, I'm on top of things for no. a year. And I'm not the kind of person, like I, I would say I have like, minor overwhelm where like in a situ- in a moment I might get like overwhelmed by something but I don't I would say my typical like overall being feeling is not overwhelm um and so it's just it's been a constant feeling of that lately and that's just not where I want to be so um something's got to give soon but I think it's just a season like getting this book out there's just like kind of comes in waves of like, okay, I have to work really hard. And then like, then I can sit on it for a little bit and then I have to work really hard and then I can sit on it for a little bit. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, I think things will get better. I think come like May, perhaps come May. you'll feel come May. better. Maybe. Uh, we just found out too that Emmy's uh, dance recital. Did I tell you this is on our 10th anniversary? So I'm like, I don't want to spend my 10th anniversary at a four-year-old, well, she'll be five, at a five-year-old dance recital, but. Our actual 10th anniversary this October, um, 
our best friends are coming in town. We haven't seen them in a while. So we're going to have to figure out something. It won't be on the day, obviously, but we'll figure out something. It's fine. Um, okay, what is – I know you've been reading the same thing for All right, three I weeks. will talk about it. Um, I'm still reading the <laughs> X-Vows. I don't know. Okay, so is this I'm – going to air, like, at the end of February and people are going to be like, still? <laughs> I'm probably not still reading the X-Vows by the time this airs. But as of recording January 28th, I'm reading the X-Vows because for two reasons. One, I didn't really get to read it all last week. Um, auction. What can I yeah. tell you? Uh, yeah. Auction. And I had two nights of just – horrible migraines um which mm-hmm. by the way this is related but have i talked about our humidifier thing how we like just yeah. got a bunch of humidifiers yeah ever since we got those like i haven't had as many headaches that's no good it's really been dehydrated My but you had two migraines um this is pre-humidifier this oh okay, like, okay, okay um this is pre-getting them all set up around the house okay. um okay. but yeah i think it's just the overwhelm it was also like this whole last week today was the first sunny day in like nine days yes it's been like a doom and we went outside sitting. we did a grandpa walk i just learned what a grandpa walk was and have, have you heard of this no okay a grandpa walk is just oh like a walk around the block to literally get some fresh air and like oh, i saw I somebody post i didn't know oh, that i saw somebody name. post that it's a grandpa walk because you're just going around the block to get some fresh air and make sure your joints still work and i was like that's amazing and you literally wear whatever you want and go on your little grandpa walk so that's my new my new thing um my children were so excited for the sun that they oh went outside gosh. in their pajamas this morning to oh, jump on the sure. trampoline. Charlotte was wearing like a tank top dress nightgown. Um, yeah. And went out there like when it was sunshine. 40 degrees and jumped on Doesn't the matter. There's sunshine. My kids, sunshine my kids gave zero fucks. They were like, yeah. it's sunny. And then just like went. And I was yes. like, okay. Right. I mean, Bye. oh, another high is I slept almost 11 hours last night. That is amazing. But it had to counteract the one hour of sleep I got the night before. For we'll sure. get to that on a. Yeah. We're recording another episode after that. And <laughs> you'll have heard more. about it a few weeks ago. You'll have heard. <laughs> you'll have heard about that situation. Yeah. Um, okay, I am reading The End Zone right now by Erin McKenzie. I have it. I have it. I'm I excited. Friend of the pod. Um, so it friend comes out. Pod, it, friend of the pod, Erin. Um, it comes out February 9th, I believe. And so by the time you're listening, this will this book is available for you on Kindle Unlimited. It's a second in a series. Um, I am super excited for it. I'm like three or four chapters in. Um, but we just got arcs and um and it's a it, like a best friends to lovers situation. And I'm not sure how that's going to happen yet. I'm not far enough into it to know. But I have like just seen reaction posts of like people loving this book. So I'm super excited. Well, I love Erin and I loved her first book. So I yes. just like I know I'm going to love it. And Erin is honestly one of the nicest, sweetest, oh my most gosh. wonderful yes. human beings in existence. Yes. So she's one um, that's like always in like anytime – um, I have a question, like, I know I can go to her about, like... And she's uh, also very supportive stuff. of the podcast. Yeah. And just, yeah. she's one of those authors that's also, like, everybody's cheerleader. And I feel like yeah. it definitely... She's you know a girl's I mean? girl. Like, she's yep. a girl's girl. Oh, we yeah. can talk about that. We, we yeah. should do another um, pop culture hour. Oh, speaking <gasps> of... All right, we speaking have to talk of. about it. So, <laughs> as of, of Taylor Swift might be engaged right now. Okay, we don't know. So I have. I was telling Rachel about this... <laughs> this text exchange I had with my friend, Mary. So, you know, t- it's 
we're recording this um, the day of the AFC championship game where the Kansas City Chiefs once again are going to the Super Bowl, which I wouldn't normally care. I would normally be like, I'm yeah. annoyed. I hate to say the same teams go. I care yeah. because of Taylor Swift. And as yes. do, I'm sure, most people. Um, yeah. And my fr- so I posted something on Instagram. My friend Mary responded. She was like, what if there's a proposal at the Super Bowl? And Rachel and I were like, we will not. Like, we will not be okay. I will stop breathing. And I said to Rachel, I was like, where do we go from there as a society? What is a better moment than that? Like, you can't go up from that. That no. is the uppest it gets. Yeah. And Unless spoiler alert. birth during the next Super Bowl. I saw somebody post this. Um Actually, not somebody. I saw Sarah Adams is <laughs> She's like, author. not somebody. It was an author. <laughs> it was an author. Author of The Cheat Sheet. Um, and she posted and she was like, everything that's happening right now with uh, Travis and Taylor is very cheat sheet coded. Um, and I I feel that. So if you are like, I need it. So, so in The Cheat Sheet, she's not a famous singer. But um, if you are like, I need something to read that gives Travis and Taylor vibes, uh, you should read The Cheat Sheet. Well, so. um, we love Travis and Taylor vibes. Do you remember that book that came out right after they started dating? And I read it and I was like. You're like, oh, wait. No, okay, same, maybe not. Um, yeah. So remember, we were like, wow, somebody, I'm, I don't remember the author, nor what am I, I'm going to say the title either, because I can't remember no. that. Um, but somebody is. It came out I like immediately. Like, I was so excited, and I was like, oh, wait. what in yeah. the hell am I reading? Well, um, that, would, that was kind of amazing that it got out that fast, so. All right, we are about to slide into our uh, interview with Christina of Christina Lauren. So we're going to do a little intro for her uh, or them. Uh, Neely, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Christina Lauren is the combined pen name of longtime writing partners and best friends Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings. The number one international best-selling co-author duo writes both young adult and adult fiction, and together they have produced 19, y'all, 19. Teen, one nine New York Times bestselling novels. Wow. <laughs> they are published. <laughs> they are published in over thirty languages. Have received multiple starred reviews. Won both the Seal of Excellence and Book of the Year from RT Magazine. Been inducted into the Library Reads Hall of Fame. Named Amazon and Audible Romance of the Year. A Lambda Literary Award finalist, and have been nominated for several Goodreads Choice Awards. Enjoy this interview with Christina of Christina Lauren. Okay, guys, we are here with Christina of Christina Lauren, and we are so, so, so excited to chat with you. We've both been huge fans of your books forever. I mean, literally forever. And we've mentioned y'all like 370 times on the podcast. So this is such a treat for us. So welcome. Thank you for having me. And like I said, I'm sorry, Lo can't be here. Oh no, it happens, but we are so excited to have you here and, and we want to get the interview started. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you guys met, started working together, that kind of thing. We, we call this section, your villain origin story. So (laughs) go to, go to town. Okay. So hello, I am the Christina half of Christina Lauren. Um, I have a co-author who usually comes in after and says, I'm the Lauren half of Christina Lauren. Um, (laughs) so we wrote, we met. Um, in 2009, we were both writing fanfic. Lo had written fanfic and a couple other fandoms. I didn't discover fan fiction until I was 
32. I think I was recovering from surgery and um, I had just finished the Twilight books and then I think the first movie had come out and um, I was just like scrolling the internet and came across this thing called um, fanfiction.net and it just had, I, I was like, what is this thing? Like people just writing yes. stories. The amount of times <laughs> authors like villain origin story has had a fanfic like path on yeah, it. Yeah, yes. It's quite yeah. literally fanfic is yeah. like one of our pillars of conversation here it comes yeah, up absolutely. Good, good. All the I, mean, time. I love it i couldn't do this job without the tools that i learned in oh. fandom mm, like we call yeah. it we call it like writing boot camp so lo um was organizing a panel at san diego comic-con um on fan works and i had a popular story at the time so i wrote what was called all au human so basically, mm-hmm. the only thing it really had to do with Twilight was that their names were Edward and Bella. Mo was writing um, like a canon story. So she basically was like rewriting how Breaking Dawn and all of that happened. Okay. Um, and so she invited me to come out. That was the first time that we ever met. Um, we had talked online. And I think we might have had a couple phone calls because we were planning this. But we just liked each other instantly. And um, she had just found out like that day or the day before that she was pregnant with her daughter and hadn't really told anybody. And she told me, and now her daughter daughter is almost 14. I'm like one of my favorite humans in the entire world. So that's sort of how we like measure our relationship yeah. by how old she is. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we just got along. And so we were like, hey, do you want to write something together? So we started writing this um, very, like, so they have these things called one shots that are like just a little short story. Mm-hmm. And we had so much fun. We were like, hey, do you want to write a book together? And we had no idea what we were doing. We had no idea what that unfolded. And we just like went into it completely blind and had like, I'm really glad. I mean, we barely knew each other. So like our friendship grew right along with our co-authorship. Mm-hmm. And here we are, our 30th book comes out in may um, amazing so yeah that's how we got that's here. crazy that it's that many books i mean i know it's not crazy we don't remember I've... the first couple of years yeah it's all I a blur mean, it's all a blur it's yeah kind of she like had a new baby right i was like it's like yeah. parenting it's like the first couple of years you're just like i don't know what happened but yeah. no it, it's um, true what is the process like writing with somebody i mean i guess You've kind of always done that with the two of you together, but do y'all, I mean, do y'all usually kind of think the same way or like, what's that collaborative process like? Um, so uh, if we've learned one thing over the years of writing, it's that you have to be flexible because our process now is very different than when we first started. When we first started, the very first year we were writing, we had six books come out. And oh my uh, gosh. romance writers or romance readers are just voracious. As soon as you mm-hmm. like, finish a book, you start the next one and, you know, we were really lucky and, you know, wanted to kind of strike while the iron was hot. And so we um, had a lot of books come out. And in those days, one thing that's never changed is we always outline together. Um, there's just something that happens when we're in the same room. So I am in Utah and Lo is in California. So usually I go to California. Um, and then uh, so we outline together. And so uh, what we used to do is divide the books by chapters or points of view or scenes or however we would do it, go to our separate houses start writing, upload those chapters. At some point we combine and it looks sort of like a book. And then we just like edit and edit and edit and edit. But you know, a lot of time has gone by and um, like, you know, we had babies and like, old, like young teenagers when we started and now our kids are grown. And so your lives change, your writing changes, all these things change. So we're doing something completely different right now. 
like no matter what happens, we both have our hands in the books. But so Lo just finished writing our 2025 book, drafting it. And then I will edit that. And I am writing our 2026 book. And then she will edit it because we're hoping to carve out a big chunk of time to write something that we're just going to write for fun and see what happens, something totally different. Um, So that's what we're doing. So we'll see how it goes. As a reader, I'm very excited for all of these books. I know. Um, I know. I'm just, I'm a slower writer. So when we write at the same time, Lo has to kind of stay, keep pace with me. And Mm -hmm. I try to keep pace with her. And so this time we're sort of like just letting each other have our process and seeing how it goes. She's just, she's just insanely talented and hardworking and she can write really fast and it comes out beautifully. Obviously, you know, she still edits and does a lot of work after, but her like drafts are better than like a lot of people's finished books. Um, So it's a lot to kind of, I always want to like live up to that, you know? I was trying to think today or the other day of what the first book of y'all's I read was. And it was my favorite half night stand was the first one I ever read. And I can't remember why. I think I just like stumbled across it and I was like, okay. And then, I was thinking about that too. Oh, mine was mine was Unhoneymooners, and that I that was my second one. And then I read every single other book, right? It, like, yeah, I was like, it's so funny because I was looking back on my Goodreads, and it's like Unhoneymooners, and then it's like all of Christina Warren's backlog. For me, it was like it was I, literally like a three month period of just Christina. Yeah, I will say um, there is something really fun that happens when we write at the same time because we're like feeding off of each other. So mm-hmm. I'm noticing. I told Lo, my draft feels a lot like paper dolls. Like she's so good at putting the heart and like Mm -hmm. making them feel like fully, you know, rounded characters. And so as I'm just drafting myself, I'm missing some of that. And I, I realize that we play off of each other. So while this is great and it's really going to hopefully give us that time that we need, um, it's not quite as fun. We don't get to talk as much and, you know, um, so I don't know if we'll do it again. I don't, and I don't know what we'll do, but like I said, we've really learned to be flexible and never be too set in our process because it just, it doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what is a trope or a subject matter that you guys haven't done yet, but it's always kind of been on your list or something um, you'd really love to write more of? I mean, I think we have written like every trope, like romance trope that there is. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we had so much fun writing something wilder because it was like oh, really hard. And um, it was just like such a challenge and just so fun. We wrote that like at the peak of the pandemic when neither mm-hmm. one of us could stand to like be inside anymore. So it was just so fun to write something just like fast paced and, you know, um, but uh, the book that Lo is drafting is much more angsty. It's much more along the lines of like love in other words. And we don't get to do that as often. Um, we love my heart out. We talk about <laughs> love in other words a lot. Often. Yes. Is that the um, book you feel like people kind of come to you or like bring up the most? I mean, it really depends. I mean, this just shows like the power of readers. I don't think a lot of people realize that book came out in 2018. And mm. it did fine. It did well. You know what I mean? It did well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then another book came out and it it's only been since like TikTok and this like rise of book talk and all of these things that, you know, nothing, 
nothing will get you to read a book faster than somebody just like going, oh my God, like, I just want to like shove this book in my face. And you know what I mean? Like nothing than your friend saying, stop everything you're doing. So it's the power of readers. It really is. And so um, it just depends. It's like a lot of times it's on honeymooners. Um, it just kind of depends on what read kind of reader you are. You know, we had yeah. so much fun writing on Honeymooners. That book was like one where I love that book we just so much. were making each other laugh so much. Every mm-hmm. time we would like upload a chapter and go through it, we would just text each other immediately and just be like, I cannot believe she called herself a yeah. or, you know, whatever it was. And yeah. so I think I laughed just the hardest at that book. Like, that was one of the first romance books where I was literally laughing out loud. Like yes. I remember reading it in bed and my husband was like, what are you doing? I'm like, Shh. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and, I, and some like, some premises just lend themselves to be more funny. Um, mm-hmm. The Parad- Paradise Problem that comes out in May feels very on Honeymooners in that way that it's just sort of a like crazy concept and like set of circumstances. And um, that just lends itself to being more funny than somebody who like ripped your heart out 10 years ago and you run into them. That's just going to be a more like earnest, you know, heart-wrenching. Both of them stick with you though. I mean, both of them will stick with you for different reasons. And yeah, the, the, they both hit when they need to hit, I feel like. And I'm a big Josh and Hazel fan. Josh and Hazel. It's like one of my favorite books. And it's funny because like, I feel like it's not talked about quite as often, but like to me, that one really stayed with me. Um, I think just like their relationship just always gives me the feel. I mean, it's it's very sweet. He loves her so purely Mm. and like everyone in her life has tried to change her and it just never occurs to him to ever ask her to be anyone besides who she is. And so there's just, and she's also just hilarious. Anna that's in um, the paradise problem has a lot of Hazel tendencies <gasps> Ooh, um, so where excited. she just says things and doesn't think about it. And everybody is just sort of like standing around like, okay, you just, did you mean to say that? You know, <laughs> you, you know, you said that out loud. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned book talk and bookstagram. Um, and how, like, how has that changed things for you guys? Has it just, made things like especially just with previous books that you know aren't newly on the bookshelf um well so it it really does open you up to like it introduces you to an entire new set of readers Mm -hmm. um you know uh, there are people it's so funny sometimes we'll ask a question on instagram like what was your first christina lauren book and sometimes people are like beautiful bastard. Sometimes mm. people are like roomies. Sometimes people are like the true love experiment. And it's just, like I said, nothing will make you, like there is no better billboard for a book than a friend who will not shut up about it. There's yeah. just not. And so a book that came out in 2018, you know, it's readers. And then also we're very lucky that our publisher was like, let's give the, some of these books a new look mm. because mm-hmm. we feel like they deserve to find a new audience. Yeah. So they just did that. They, they've done that with a bunch of our books and they just did like the wild season. So like sweet, filthy boy, dirty, rowdy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that does reach a, a brand new audience because sometimes readers will say, I love this book. But I hate the cover because, you know, covers just, like styles change. Things yeah. change. Yeah. Um, so it's really fun to like see this entire new like generation of readers. 
Oh no, I agree. And it's funny because you mentioned about like, nothing will make you read a book faster than your best friend telling you. I am like, book talk does it for me every time. Like I'll be scrolling and I will have this whole idea of what I'm going to read next. And somebody will talk about a book and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm reading that now. This um, is what yeah. I'm reading now. <laughs> well, and they, they also yeah. talk about how like, I'm the type of person, if I'm going to read a book, I go on TikTok and I type in the book and I like watch the aesthetic videos to like make sure it's my vibe. Um, Cause I'm a total, we talk about this too. We're total mood readers. Like you can have this whole TBR and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, like none of that's just sticking with me. And um, I actually think that's how Josh and Hazel came up is I was just like on TikTok and I had looked at something else. I think it was for Love and Other Words. And then I saw Josh and Hazel and I was like, I'm going to read that. Well, and I love uh, the description of book talk. I mean, it, book talk really is kind of like your internet friend saying you have mm-hmm. to read this book and <laughs> I've never thought of it that way and I love that um okay y'all just published the improbable meet cute short stories mm-hmm. on Amazon um they're downloaded on my Kindle ready ready to go I need like a I need a day where I can just read that wouldn't that be lovely um what was that process like and how what what is I know that this is something that's probably very frequent for you, but just to have this list of amazing authors that you get to kind of work with um, in this short story series, what was that like for y'all? Um, so it was very fun. We've never done anything like this before. We've only ever published with Simon and Schuster, like our entire career. We have a Disney book coming out mm-hmm. in um, June, and that will be our first like book mm-hmm. book that we have published with anyone else. But we had been talking to um, this Amazon editor who wanted us to do something. And she came to us and said, you know, would you be interested in doing this? And, you know, we love Abby Jimenez. We love Sally Thorne. We like started, we were writing fan fiction with Sally Thorne. We were in fandom together. You know, we love Jasmine Guillory, like all of these guys. So I'm a huge Jasmine Guillory fan. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, they had an idea. You know, it has to be a meet cute. It has to be, you know, a Valentine's Day sort of themed. And they don't have to go together, but we're going to plant a couple Easter eggs in each of the books that sort of connect them. And so Lo actually wrote that one. She did, she like, because, you know, it's not, it's not too long. I think it was originally supposed to be like, God, how long is it? It's like 110 pages or something like that. And I think it was, it was supposed to be shorter than that. That's not the word. <laughs> And um, she had this idea and she drafted it so fast and they loved it. Like as soon as they got it, they like absolutely loved it. And she's so good. I always tell her that she was born in the wrong time because she is such a letter writer. Mm -hmm. And uh, any, any letter in a book, I'm like, you should take it. Um, So she drafted that and she just like knocked it out of the park and we never expected it to really do anything. And it's been like number one on Kindle. And that's just, been absolutely insane so it's well and the the first i I think i I haven't read them yet but i think i saw somebody post that the first good chunk of the book is all email exchange right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i love that it starts out with it he means to email his teacher and he gets one letter wrong and it goes to this girl on valentine's day and then they just start emailing each other every year and, oh my gosh. Yeah, she just like she Maybe that's so what I'll next. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're great. They're like they're a great way to like knock a couple books out of your reading goal. And you can sit down. It's like, I mean, honestly, on the website it tells you how many minutes it will take you. And I think people are like I read this in an hour. So, 
It's great. Perfect. And also, you know, it takes, we had never written like a short story like that before outside of fiction, like fic, where you already go in knowing who these people mm-hmm. are. Yeah. She did such a great job. Like such a great I'm job so of giving excited. you just enough. I'm so excited to read everybody's because it's all authors that we love and talk that about. That we've loved for years. That got us into, back into reading in our mm-hmm. adult yes. lives, you know. So. Um, okay, so you've you've already mentioned the Paradise Problem, and you guys have two books coming out soon. You have the Paradise Problem tangled up in you. Yes. What can you tell us about them? Without okay, so a couple of people have called. A couple of people have said Paradise Problem is like um, Pretty Woman meets White Lotus, or like if Succession was it. a romantic comedy. <laughs> so that's basically how I would say it. It's about two people who get married to have college housing. Um, they they get along. They like each other, but it's not really more than that. They go their separate ways. And I think so. Divorced. And Liam, who she always called West, you know, that's just what she called him was West. And he wore basketball shorts and, you know, all this stuff. Comes back and is like, hey, funny story. Uh, we're not divorced. And um, I need you. My family doesn't know that we're not divorced. They think that I've been married for almost five years. And oh, by the way, uh, I'm like the heir to this like giant grocery store fortune. And so she has to pretend to be his wife at this amazing wedding that happens on a private island in Indonesia. And also, I should mention, he thinks that she is a doctor because she was in medical school and she is not. <laughs> and then, um, uh, Tangled Up in You is like a contemporary, Disney does this thing called the Meant to Be series, and it is mm-hmm. a contemporary like reimagining if the Disney princesses were human. Um, so ours, her name is Ren Golden, and she uh, grew up on a, like on a homestead, and like has always dreamed about just going to college. She gets a scholarship, she gets to go to college, and uh, that's where she meets Fit. And he is like her tour on her first day. And when they are doing just like a random um, genetics assignment in class, she discovers that she has a father showing up in her DNA that she doesn't know who it is. And then there is a crazy road trip and hot tub kissing. Yeah, it was so much We love a hot tub. We love a road trip. Yeah. (laughs) The skinny you dipping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here for yeah. it. Here yeah. for it. Okay. So this leads I us am to- so excited oh, for both of those. Yeah. And then we had a listener question. <laughs> Neely's going to read it. And I'm, I think it's hilarious. We Go both ahead, laughed Neely. out loud. It says, okay, yeah. besides Tangled, what Disney movie couple do you think has the most smut potential? Oh, let's see. I mean, the thing is Tangled is a rom-com. It's, it's romancing the stone. It's an adventure romance. So if I had to think, let's see. I mean, it's funny because I've been going through the like, I started with like Snow White and have been like watching them. And when I got to Sleeping Beauty, I was like, that Prince Philip is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, he is just, <laughs> and in it much he more is the best than Disney like, Prince. he dances. Mm. Yes, he's he's very good looking. He like argues with his dad. He's so like it's so charming when they're dancing, and he just like comes up and starts you know dancing and singing with her and stuff. Um, I'm gonna say that one. I, I was obsessed with Sleeping Beauty when I was a little kid. Um, so yeah, Prince Philip, he is gorgeous, gorgeous. I, well, that's, that's a good answer. Yeah, 
Um, okay. The question that we always ask anybody who comes on the podcast is what is a have to read book you always tell people about? Um, I mean, we tell everybody to read Allie Hazelwood. Low, like, uh, part of it is because Low is a scientist and Allie is a scientist, but like Low collects all the editions of Allie's book. Oh my book. gosh. And there's just something so great about an Allie Hazelwood book that the minute you pick it up, you just, you know, Allie wrote it. That she just has such yeah. a strong voice. Same with Sally Thorne. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just, I love it. So the books that made us want to write romance is Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins. Yeah. Um, it's a YA book, but it just is so insanely sweet and swoony. And Etienne St. Clair is just like, it's funny because he's sort of the anti-romance hero in that he's kind of short. and But he like over, he he just like wins everything over anyway. And then there's another one called The Sky is Everywhere by Jan D. Nelson. And um, the hero is so like, his name is Joe Fontaine and he is just like so swoony and he has these eyelashes and so as he talks, she just thinks like that, 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 that. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I would say like, obviously everybody has to read like The Hating Game. Everybody does. Yes, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh my God. This is always that moment where I go, what books have I read? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know. Um, I've read nothing. I'm very excited for the next Crescent City book to come, to come out. So whenever anybody is like, um, I don't know what to read. I'm like, have you read A Quarter of Thorns and Roses? Yeah, so you're that speaking is, Rachel's yes. love language. Yeah, you are speaking my love language. I'm a fanfic, uh, fairy smut girly. So okay, so something we always like to do to end to end the interview is we like to do a really quick rapid fire this or that. It's just four things, and it's very it's the first one that comes to your mind. Um, do you want to start, Rachel? I'll, yeah, I'll start. Okay, the first one: beach house or lake house? Beach house. Okay, friends to lovers or enemies to lovers? Enemies to lovers. Good answer. All right, a quiet love or a grand gesture? Sorry, I know this is supposed to be fast. It depends on the book. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say a quiet love. I like that answer. Okay, and this is a pick your praise. Good girl or look at me? I don't know. I would probably fall more in the good girl, so we'll just go with that. There you go. We That's love it. Yeah. It's mine, and it's so rarely the one that people pick. And I'm like, it really hey, is. It's so yeah. good. I love a good girl moment. Um, yeah. I always joke and say, like, if that actually happened to me, and my husband said good girl, I'd be like, I don't know, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand what you're doing. Stop. Um, but Christina, thank you so much for coming on. We This was literally such a treat for us. And I'm so excited to read all of the books. Just, yes, there's so many. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Coming so up in 20 so and, and the yes, one in 2025. I'm like the 2025 and the 2026. I'm, I'm ready for all of them. So thank you, Christina, so much for coming chance, on. There's a slight chance we will have something extra at the end of the year. So... We'll okay, because in is it, okay if it is it end. You don't have to answer this question. Is it end of the year holiday themed? No. Okay, I'm no. like because in a holidays is also one of my favorite. Oh, I recommend I that every holidays. holiday time. It's funny because the book Paradise Problem originally was supposed to be a holiday book, um, and it had a similar thing that these people got divorced, but he didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is if there is a couple that still loves each other, 
when they got divorced. That ends up just sort of being really sad. Yeah. That was not the feeling. And like, I, I, you can be like funnier and sort of do crazier things at holidays. But the thing with a holiday book is that like, it your books have to sell all year and holiday books mm. sell for like such yeah. a short. Because like you said, people are mood readers. Yep. And so I think we'll still write a holiday book. I think we'll just do it like in spare time and it won't be like, oh, we're one book that comes yes. out this year. Yeah. 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 I talk all the time. I will only read holiday books like during the holidays, it's kind of like I only watch holiday movies from like yeah. November first. I mean, I had thirty first. I had some in my little library outside, and I was out there the other day, and I was like, "Well, time to take these out because <laughs> nobody will read them. Nobody's I gonna actually, read them now." My fortieth birthday is coming up, and I told my husband that all I want him to do is build me a little free library. And I find out. I'm like dying. To I have love one. it. I want one where That's I can so fun. Put, like I'd like two shelves where I can put like kids books and then yeah. um, like smutty books. Specifically yeah. smutty so books. I have would not, two. It would not be I have two books. now because I used to only do YA and kids, but obviously I get so many romance novels mm-hmm. because we get so many sent to us. So when I'm done reading them, I now I have one that is adult and romance and young adult and kids. So that I so if they pick the romance, that's on them. Yes. That's, the universe decided that. But I get a lot of books and put it in the young adult. We yeah. get a lot of books sent to us and my girlfriends like to come over and shop my books. They call me yeah. their little free library already because they're like, yeah. what, what, yeah. what so now you just you need have? it. Yeah. And they just come exactly. Read it. So well thank yeah. you so much. Um and we're just really grateful that you talked to us. We are so grateful and we can't wait. Thank we will read guys. anything y'all write. So yes. keep on thank keep on you. keeping on. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Okay. I hope you guys loved that interview. Um, It was such a treat. If we sounded rushed on it, we had a time frame. So we were just trying to get all the questions in, but I hope you guys liked it. It was so fun. Um, She was so sweet. She was wearing the cutest sweatshirt that said pro science, pro Dolly. And I was just like really into it. Um, I was so into it. And I kind of want it for myself. Um, I know. I agree. So, okay. Well, Rachel, do you want to read our review of the week? Yes. Okay. Our review of the week is, I love this podcast so much. We have the exact same book taste. So all of my faves are always discussed. Feels like an escape from real life for me, just like reading is. Also love all the Gilmore Girls talk as an added bonus. This is from Ashley393. I did not know that we were that Gilmore Girls talky, but I love that this is something that somebody noticed about okay, us. Okay. I think we need to do an episode about our Venn diagram. And just like smutty books, Taylor Swift, Gilmore Girls. We need to do a book and we need to have um, smutty Rory Gilmore on to talk about it. Um, Yes. Thinking out loud here. Okay. I love it. So um, thank you, Ashley. If that's you, please slide into our DMs and we will send you some happy mail. And if you like this episode, which I hope you did, if you like all of our episodes, please rate, review, give us five stars. We like it. We love praise. Um, We do. (laughs) And remember, if you if you heard on what I don't know the order and these are airing, but uh, if you leave us an interview that's like filled with some of our favorite praise from Spicy, a review, send you a review, guys. I can't speak. Um, <laughs> whatever, don't listen to me. If you leave a review filled with Spicy book praise and like somehow just like make it work, I will send you an even better gift than normal. Yeah. You'll get a big happy instead of a little happy, which sounds yeah. weird. But um, and you can find us on all the things at Smut Show Podcast. And uh, you can find me everywhere at Neelikins, except for TikTok, where I'm Neely Moldman. 
And you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.